Hello and get ready. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Pastor Steve Castle of Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois is about to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine, perfectly orchestrated destiny for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to Pastor Steve. All right, beloved. I know this is the hard part. Um, for those of you that don't know, we are very intimately connected with IMI. They are one of our monthly partners. We actually just got back from taking, uh, what was it, 15 people to, we took, uh, 15 people to Honduras to go and minister at IMI, uh, the city of, uh, city of refuge in, um, Kumiyagua, Honduras which is ran by IMI. So Tom's, Tom and Teresa's ministry is IMI, and then they have City of Refuge in Honduras and a bunch of other places. You're going to see all that. He's going to show you a PowerPoint that's going to um, kind of give you a highlight of what their ministry is. But here's what I want to say. Um, those of you that have known me for any length of time, you know that nobody takes this pulpit that I don't absolutely believe in, and I know they believe in you. Nobody comes up here to do their thing. I don't invite people to come up here and do their thing. If they want to do their thing, they can do it at somebody else's church, because this is Jesus' thing. So I'm letting you know that what you're going to be hearing is about Jesus' thing. Tom is very punny. And many people love him for that. He knows I'm not like a pun guy, so when you guys are all laughing hysterically at his puns and you turn around and you see me not, it's just because I'm just not a pun guy. But he's really... (laughs) Um, uh, Tom is also incredibly prophetic, so he could stop in the middle of a message. He could say something to you. Uh, I'll have to say this, those of you that may be unfamiliar with the prophetic... Um, One of the things that you do with the prophetic is if it lands and directly connects, it's obviously from heaven, and it's trying to stir up the gifts of God on the inside of you for you to believe things that the Father's doing. If it hits you and it doesn't immediately connect, then what I would encourage you to do is to kind of put it on the shelf, because I cannot tell you literally countless times I've had a prophetic word that a year later or ten years later or something just went, and then you're like, oh, I got that word back in. Um, if it, if you're totally like, huh? and it's, it's like completely opposite, then what you do is you take it to a group of people that you trust, counselors, prophetic people, and you say, hey, I got this word, and then maybe somebody will see it from an angle that you don't see it from. It's, again, the body being the body, which is a really important part for the gathering of the saints. Um, then also at the end, uh, Tom and I will probably be some of the last people to leave the building. So if you don't get something in the middle of service and you do want to get something, we're going to be here to minister to you. That's why the gathering of the saints is important too, so that you can get what you need and what your heart has. So if you would please 
give a B, very loved welcome to Tom Salmon. Okay, thank you. God is good. All the time, somebody got it. Let's try it again. God is good. And all the time. And the devil's bad. And all the time. He's bad, the bone, and the Vikings are bad too. Now got beat by the bears four times in a row. This is not good, it's embarrassing. Anybody here ever eat bear? Okay, one person, what's it taste like? Good chicken, yeah. Thank you. I had bear, we actually had bear last night. It was a gummy bear. And it tasted sweet. Turn your Bible to Joshua 1 9. This COVID 1 9. We're going to read Joshua 1 9. How about that? As you turn your Bible to Joshua 1 9. Kind of, my wife's a doctor, if you didn't know. She's in the back, Dr. Teresa. And um, we actually found out person zero who started the virus in China. His name was Ah Chu. Are you Joshua 1 9 yet? Oh, why you're, I'm waiting for you to get there. China's taking charge of everything and saying they created everything now, even, they created even, you know, the, the internet. They took it from El Gore and they created the internet. And, uh, the guy that started that was Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, Yahoo. You better be a Joshua 1 9 now. It's up to the screen. <clears throat> Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So I spoke at a place called IHOP, International House of Pancakes, in prayer, uh, in Kansas City. And they said I had prayed over more people than anybody they've ever had at IHOP. I went to, of all the people I've known, four or 500,000 people I've met over the last 10, 20 years, your pastor is now my number one hero. Can we give Pastor Steve a hand? Amen. <laughs> I'm not sure where he went, but uh, <laughs> we love you. Okay, right. So, so good to see a man bold for Jesus. Watched him on Fox and Friends. I told all my friends about my friend, Pastor Steve. So we want to talk about, write this down, taking the land, taking the land. We are in a spiritual battle. How many know that's true? And how many found it's even more true in the last couple months? And the devil's trying to shut down the church. In our state, uh, we have a governor named Tim Waltz and, and, and Faltz. And um, said that church is not essential. So they opened up the Mall of America, 10, 20,000 people. That was okay, but can't have church more than 10 people. And then uh, the Catholic Church said, no, we're going to have church. And the Lutheran Church said, no, we're going to have church. And he changed his mind. It was amazing. And so um, it's very interesting, us taking the land. I want you to look at your, your Bible, Joshua chapter 1. And let's go back to verse number 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people... Get ready. Everybody say, get ready. ready. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, you get ready. ready. To cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place. Say, every place. place. Where you put your foot. Say, put your foot. foot. It's your land. land. We voted them, but it's still our land. Actually, we didn't vote for them. Somebody else voted for them. (laughs) Right? We got stuck. You guys got stuck. We got stuck. You're in a dictator state. God bless you. God help you. We understand that. But there's something happening in the spirit realm. Your pastor, the number one person to stand up against the, a, a, a tough situation, and now other churches, denominations, 
are following. Denominations have been around for thousands of years are following His example. And, and Amen? And saying, church is essential. And it is essential. Why is it you can go, you know, and go get marijuana and go to, the, go to the liquor store and you can go to the Mall of America and you go here and go there? Why can you go out and riot? <laughs> Thousands of people rioting and protesting. That's okay, but don't have charge. Those church people, we changed our name from Minneapolis to Minneapolis. But anyways, <laughs> amen. So preach it, brother. All right. So let's go. Now then, everybody say now. Now, I understand the waiting thing, but after what Acts 1.8, they didn't really have to wait. Nope. Read the book of Acts. It says now, 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 now. Procrastination doesn't change a nation. Right? A 90-year-old man asked a 100-year-old man, how do you live to get to be so old? He said, you just got to wait. <laughs> I understand waiting, but you know, waiting isn't much in the Bible after Acts 1.8. It says, go, say go. Go. So love about your church, you came to Honduras, you read the Bible, go ye into all the world. So many churches interpret go ye as some Korean guy, go ye. Maybe some Chinese guy, go ye. Maybe a guy from Georgia, go y'all. Okay, before the lights went out in Georgia, before they hung some innocent guy. Go ye really means in the Greek, write this down, go you. Go you. No, somebody else, no, go you. Well, people say to me all the time, uh, I, I invite them to come to mission trips. Well, I just don't feel lead. I don't feel lead. So I gave them a pencil. Do you feel the lead? <laughs> people say to me all the time, you know, I'm afraid to fly. How many know if you're afraid you don't have to do it? Nah. <laughs> 365 times in the Bible. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I don't know. Maybe we'll get it one day. Hey, don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid to fly. Because Pontius was a pilot. Come on, there's some good stuff here, friends. Thank you for your reaction, sir. Go sit in the back room. Don't look at me. Turn around. Right? And the biggest one, though, the good Christian people, the biggest one, faith people, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I said, well, I'm so sorry your God can't afford it, but my God's Jewish, and he can afford it. That's why God made Gentiles. Somebody has to pay retail. Can't afford it, can't afford it, can't. I'm just tired of hearing that can't afford it. Well, then just get a Chevy. Can't afford it. Get a Chevy. Anyway. I pray the next time we have a mission trip, like almost all your church has to shut down for a week because we're all down in Honduras. Well, I, we'll still let you take up your offering down there for your church. But anyways, uh, but I just pray that God is stressed now. Say now. now. You ever ask somebody to do something, they say they're going to pray about it, just skip them. It's called the prayer of denial. So you should already be praying about it. It's called pre-praying. Prepare, pre-prayer. So when an opportunity comes your way, it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to pray about it for three months or six months. You should already be praying about it. Aren't we not prophetic people? Amen. Shouldn't God be saying, down the road this is going to happen. When that happens, say, amen, I'm going to do it. Amen. Can you imagine us turning away kids at the orphanage? Well, you're starving. You've got three days to live. Let's pray about it. Every kid we take in costs $200 a month. We took in 16 new kids. Do the math. And then COVID hit. And we're like, oh my gosh, can we afford to have these kids? Guess what? We still can afford to have the kids. Amen? There's some things you don't need to pray about. Should I love my wife? Lord, direct me. Leave me. Are you speaking to me to love my wife? Duh! Love your wife. I can't hear you. 
guys? Amen. Real slow on that one. Okay, we'll keep going here. He has been out of church for a while. I get it. I got it. Okay, anyways, back to the point. Now, say now. What is God telling you to do right now? How many parents here have children? Well, that's a parent. That's a parent. And how many of you ask kids to do something and they kind of... Uh, you're talking to me, I'm deaf. I want you to talk to you to work. Right? How many have a spouse that's kind of deaf? Don't raise your hand. How many, how many married to a, a, a certain person and you have a honey-do list and they never listen? Right? I'm talking to you. Okay. God talking to you. Are you listening? Can't hear you. See, it's time to evangelize. It's time to love people. It's time to care for people. It's not time to be ashamed of the gospel. And I was watching Fox and Friends, and I love how your pastor says, the gospel. Just like the way he says that. Amen? It's the gospel. I'm not going to say it that way, but you say it better than me. But anyways, the, the point is this. What is God telling you to do today? Right now? Get it done. Or get her done. Down south. That's point number one. Point number two is this. It says, um, now then, you and all these people say all these people. Church is not staying home watching a TV show. Amen. I hope people got like I've had doctors. I'm sick and tired watching church on Zoom, owned by a certain person from a certain kind of country, and Facebook can shut you down too. And I'm just I'm, I, I thank God for that. But you know what? I want the real thing. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah. This is real church. And they always say, well, socialist distancing, socialist. Distancing. Hey, how about this one? Six, six, six. Hold on. Six, six, six. I don't know. It could be. Why not? Five point nine. Nine point two. No, it's six, six, six. Anyway, I think about. I have too much time to think. Pray for me. That's like I'm with all my puns. That's a really good one. Somebody asked me, "Do you want to do roofing?" I said, "Nah, it's over my head." <laughs> Anyways. Pastor warned you, he doesn't, his wife likes my jokes, I think. Anyway. Uh, you and all these people say all these people. How many here actually like people? Raise your hand. That's about half of you. Good. Social distance more than. Okay, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't like that person. All right. How many have been around people you don't like? Don't raise your hand. How many have worked with people you don't like too much? Don't say there. Don't go there. To make the dream work, you need teamwork. Did you see Pastor play the drums? Unbelievable. Can you imagine him trying to sing at the same time doing that? Yeah, I, I, you know, that, that, that'd be challenging. Or how about he's trying to also do the sound in the back with all the, that really intelligent guy back there that went to Honduras. His, his brain is bigger than my body. I mean, he's super smart. I mean, my wife's a doctor and I'm a dur. <laughs> my dad's my math teacher. He, he, he taught me pi r squared and I disagreed. I said, pi's ain't squared, pi's is round, brownies is squared. It's like, can you imagine you doing the soundboard too? Uh, no, we need each other. How many can say amen? amen? If you don't like people, don't tell people you're a Christian. I can't hear you. Tell them you're a Jehovah's Witness. Just kidding. Oh, they're not listening. They're not one of those thousand hits. Maybe they are. If you are high, we love you. Some, one Jehovah's Witness asked me, where's the word Trinity in the Bible? I said, it's right next to the word Kingdom Hall. That was a good one right there. Yeah, if you don't get it, don't worry about it. Okay, thank you, sir. 
appreciate, I don't know why I want your support, but anyway, <laughs> why do I want your support? I don't even know you, okay? You didn't even come to Honduras. Be quiet. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you work with people? Do you want to be around people? I'm excited to come back to real church. Say amen. I mean, you do Zoom like, dude, put some more clothes on, man. Or you drink, do you have Corona? Or are you drinking one? <laughs> Okay, anyway, <laughs> too much time to think. I had way too much time to think for five weeks. Like, I'm going to die if I don't get out, right? So, God is saying this, look, I've got this great plan for you, okay? But, you, but I'm not going to let you do it by yourself. You have to work with people. It's not the finger of Christ, it's the body of Christ. Amen. Right? And, and how many have ever been challenged by working with certain kinds of people? My wife, is, she's so smart. Um, she has a great accent, too. She says one day to me, her Spanish accent, I'll be Bach. I said, I'll be Beethoven. <laughs> anyway. And, and so, and, and, and we're different, but boy, we can work together good. Amen? And, and we need to work with each other. And your team came down to Honduras. I was so proud of you. They went to hospitals and said, oh, you don't need to be here. Why don't you get healed? There was people standing in line that heard this, standing in line, and you guys went up and prayed for them. They said, why am I in line? I'm better. Went right home. I don't think the hospitals like you because you stole some of their business. I mean, stole, but, you know, right? And they worked with their hands and good at sports. How many can say hallelujah? Hallelujah. We want to invite you back, like, forever. How about beloved, beloved church, campus number two? How about that? Eddie kind of girl. We talked about that just a little bit. We had to put that on hold for just a little bit. Just a little bit. But what I'm saying is this. Is that we got to get along. We have to forgive people. Uh, I've never met someone and they come in and they say, oh, they're back. Put on the full armor of God. Because they're challenging. Don't be that challenging member. Amen. Be a blessing to the pastor. I encourage every one of you when meeting is over. Pastor, what can I do for you? Can you imagine 80 people up in line with pen and paper? Okay, I'll do this. And after he has a heart attack and gets raised from the dead. No, just kidding. He doesn't believe in that stuff. But, I mean, people want to help. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to stop and pray for a person. I'm going to pray for the guy in the black shirt. Uh, we walked into church the same time right there. Talking to you. Why don't you come up here? I think I've seen you before at least once. And if you want to stretch forth your hands, or at this church you actually lay hands on people because you don't believe in that don't touch me stuff. But three or four people want to put a hand on them. Uh, why don't you bring your daughter next to you there in the light color hair? Oh, that right? Okay, stretch forth your hands. Here we go. Pastor, I put a hand on them. Father God, I pray for this man to be an armor bearer to the man of God. I also pray, Father God, in his own personal realm, Father, and be able to learn one day to take up offerings. Learn one day, Father God, to manage more than one business. I pray for multiple streams of income. God, I pray this people who are priests, people who are prophets, people who are kings. Pray he'll be a king and be able to prophesy. He'll be a king and be able to minister in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that nothing will stop him in the call of God. I actually see as a as a ordained minister one day. Let it happen in Jesus' name. The devil fights him and fights him and fights him, but he has failed, and he's now put the devil underneath his feet. You're called to be an armor bearer to guard Pastor Steve, to stand with him, to even fight back in a loving, kind way with people. So I pray God you strengthen, keep him healthy in Jesus' name. I pray for multiple properties to own. The meek shall inherit the earth, not heavens, earth. I pray for much earth for him to own. I pray you need a big 
riding tractor to, to mow all the yard you got in Jesus' name. Or better yet, pay somebody else to do it so they can have a job too. So for your prosper uh, retirement, only to go to full-time kingdom work. Amen. Amen. That's it. What do you think about that? Love it. All right. Give me a hand in Jesus' name. Amen. How many are glad you're here? Raise your hand. How many are glad you live in Illinois? Oh, Pastor Steve. Okay. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, it could be worse. You could be living in Nebraska. I saw a book on tourism in Nebraska. It was one page. It said, welcome to Colorado. And that state's going to pot. <laughs> Mile High Stadium. Come on. Some good stuff here. I'm not as good a preacher as pastor. Make him look good. If I had me come back, I need people to really think I'm awesome, so let's have Tom come in. Okay. Next key is this. It says, uh, all these, get ready. Say, get ready. ready. So write this important word down. Expectation. Expectation. How many here can't wait to get out of bed in the morning? Because sleeping is overrated. Two people. Man, this is not good. Okay. You've been on lockdown way too long. Okay, right? Right. How many can't wait to get out of bed? It's going to be a great day. How many hyperventilate life? Let's go to the next point here. Everybody say, get ready. Get prepared. There's something better God has. How many can say amen? How many here can be just a little bit smarter? Just a few people. How many here can be uh, a little bit more energetic? How many here can have just a, a little bit more fire? Can you imagine everybody went to work? Woo! Work! I, I love work. Well, if you hate your job, you picked it. Hey, my job. <laughs> you're still free in America. Not much free, but you're kind of free. You, well, you're not this state, but the other 44 states. <laughs> 45. Anyway, and so we need to have expectation. We need to be prepared for the calling of God. This is not a church just to sit and go, nice, nice, nice. This is an equipping church. Right? This is a church you get trained to do the work of the ministry. This is a church they teach you how to lay hands on the sick. This is a church they teach you how to prophesy. I'll make a say amen. amen. If you're going to be a bystander, spectator, spectator, thanks for coming. But you know what? God wants us to be a participant. I'll make a say amen. amen. He is preparing you. He is training you to do the work of the ministry. You're not successful unless you have a successor. And pastors training up successors. See, do you think he's called just to one church? No. This is an international ministry that's being birthed. How many can say hallelujah? Amen. And it's not just, well, he's the big guy going, get in, you need to buy an airplane, by the way, and learn how to fly. Did, did you hear me, Pastor? I did. He knows how to fly. Oh, you do? I know how to fix them. I don't know how to fly them. Well, you sure can. So, why? Well, you got a plane. He's going to be rich like those other like, rich people on TV. How are you going to get there? You want to fly, go to Chicago and fly out to O'Hare? No. Right. Right? You want to fly out of Midway? No. <laughs> right. Be nice to fly out of your own airplane because you know the nations. Well, how does that affect me? Because God, as He rises up, you rise up. That's right. I can't hear you. Amen. I actually see this church beginning to hire more people. Amen. 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 Create more businesses. Amen. How many of you would like to believe that this church is going to create so many businesses, it's going to be the number one employer, even above the government. That'd be a miracle in this area. That can happen. Amen? But you've got to have some expectation. You've got to have some preparation. 
You don't become a doctor because you're a nice person. You become a doctor because you studied. Isn't that true? You can't fly a plane unless you had some preparation. Right? What are you preparing for? What is your vision? Where do you see yourself one to five years from now? How many are you getting sold? You just want to see yourself alive. Okay, right? Right? What is God preparing you for? If someone had told me years ago, you're going to build a city. City. How many here have ever met anybody who's built a city from nothing? My wife went, a city. So I was driving through a town called Jefferson, Iowa, and I saw this starship, and I thought, we could build a city. Okay, that dates some of us right there. Dude, you got it, Disney man. You rock, man. You rock. You go, <laughs> don't steal my show. That's not good. <laughs> but there's more. Let me say there's more. There's more that God has. Quit limiting God. Uh, my wife has great faith, and sometimes I use my mind too much. And she said to me once, OT of little faith. Tom, OT of little faith. Yeah, my name is Thomas. What do you expect? Give me some grace. <laughs> Doubting Thomas. I mean, come on, my mom could have picked a name that, you know, like Joseph, Daniel, you know, um, Michael, the Archangel, part two. Something. Rambo. I'm sorry. I mean, but, but Thomas. Of course, it could have been worse. You could have picked Judas. <laughs> I would like, I'd suck. Okay. Or, or, or Beelzebub. <laughs> Imagine that. Bill's about to be preaching at our church Sunday morning. Bring all your satanic friends. Okay. <laughs> Met a dyslexic Satanist last week. He didn't believe in Santa. <laughs> Anyways, that's really deep. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, you're catching on, man. I love you. All right. So, the, 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 so, so what is God preparing you for? Are you just existing? If there's a movie about you, what category would it fit into? Would it be romance? Hola, como esta? Would it be adventure? That's you. Adventure. Would it be drama? Would it be sci-fi? Okay. Or would it be the movie that once and for all cured insomnia? <laughs> boring. Mining is boring. Boring. See, we got to prepare for something bigger. So write that down. As a man thinketh. So is he. I can't, 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 can't. You know, one thing worse than cancer is I can't, sir. I can't, sir. I forget your name. I'm going to tan guy, Bob. Hyper Bob. Fired up Bob. World changer Bob. Where'd you find Bob? I'm not going to say it that way. Okay. <laughs> that throws me off. Anyways. And, and, uh, and, but, but God has preparation for, please has preparation for every one of you. How many can say amen? amen? OT of little faith. Stop embarrassing God with your little faith. We talk about this great God, but he's not just out there. Where is he? He's in here. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's a mystery, but he's there. I'm going to call up this man here, chewing gum. He just swallowed it. I'm just teasing you, man. Stand right here. Bring your sweetie pie with you. He's from DeKalb. Sounds like corn. All right. Would you all stretch forth your hands? You want to put a hand on him? Let's pray for him. And this guy's got the fire of God, man. Amen. Bob, get up here, man. Put a hand on him. He's a warrior, not just because he's wearing the shirt. He's a warrior for God. I can't wait to see you go preaching downtown. 
Amen. I can't wait for you to go, let's go to Rockford and just like find out where there's like 50 people meeting together and share the gospel. And the devil wanted you dead. You could have been dead, my friend. I mean, you were on the... And it was more than one time. It should have been... No, you didn't tell me nothing. It should have been over. And you're on the highway to not heaven. And God, you got it right. And God rescued you, man. And you broke the law and the law won. You know the position. <laughs> Sorry. And God saved you and rescued you. And you made a vow. If you help me out of this, I will give you my whole life. And you know what? You're going to keep that. Amen. And you got a wife there. She's like the second Holy Spirit. And she's going to make sure you're going to keep your word. And you're going to walk that straight path in Jesus' name. You're going to run after God. And this song is to talk about running after God. You're going to seek first the kingdom. You're going to give. You're going to make a ton of money because God knows you're going to give it. 10%. I believe one day you might give away 90% of your money. Amen. Amen. It's called the backwards type. Yeah, come on. So that you anoint him and you prosper him and make him a great leader in the church. Yeah, church is alive is worth the drive. So I've seen leadership because I believe one day you're going to start a church near I-88. In Jesus' name. You think about that, my friend? I see him as ordained minister, evangelist, fired up God, guy. In Jesus' name, I'm glad you brought your daughter with you. Okay. Let's give him a hand. Amen. How's that sound? <laughs> wow. That's got to hurt. I guess we see we've become good friends, right? All right. It says, I will give you every place to every place. Every place you put your foot. This land to the devil was your land. Now it's my land. So, okay. We're to take back the land. Every place. Every place to go. Doesn't matter what kind of church. Uh, uh, tomorrow I'll be preaching in a Baptist church. And John was a Baptist. And we have a lot of Lutherans come, not from Martin Luther King. And and the matter what denomination, it's my land. The meek shall inherit the earth. God wants you to have land. How many can say amen? amen. God's wealth is in the land because that's what He created. There's agriculture. You can do manufacturing. You can do mining. You can build housing. And a lot of Christians have backed off. But what religion has not backed off in buying land around the world? Islam is buying up the land. What ethnic group is buying up the land around the world? Chinese. Which group is not buying up the land? Because we're praying for the rapture. Well, someday it's going to come. It might come. It might not come for a while. And so I think it's foolish. Just you know, we have a hope he comes, but if he doesn't come, you got to plan for both. Does that make sense? God, you can, if not, I'm still going to serve him. How am I going to say amen? I mean. Your pastor in your church started a, 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 a national movement for churches to stand up for the truth. Amen. But God wants us to have land because there's a day coming. They might say you can't leave your property unless you have a vaccine. Right? You can't leave. You're, you're selfish. That's what they said about you. You selfish people. Right? You're selfish. Right? And, and try to put the blame. The New York Slimes, Times, excuse me. <laughs> Four to six weeks ago, one of the major articles, uh, evangelicals caused the virus. I thought it came from China. Now it came from evangelicals. Ooh, right? Ooh, on. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, 
And, and, and we need to take the land. Write this down. Very important. Get back involved in agriculture. Why? How many here uh, remember when we ran out of toilet paper? I've never been tempted to steal in 35 years, but I was at Casey's. And we have an Airbnb and we have no toilet paper and cloth just ain't going to work. And I looked at that toilet paper roll and went, God, give me grace in the name of Jesus. I bind that temptation to steal. I just got back from Pittsburgh. I was a stealer. <laughs> it was so tempting and I fought it off. Right? And then they sold me, they did have uh, toilet paper. They were like five bucks for a little roll like this. <laughs> anyway. And, 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 and then they ran out of meat in Des Moines, Iowa. Because they're shutting down all the plants, you know. And I'm just encouraging people, get some land, get outside, and get some vitamin D. Amen. I can't hear you. Amen. Grow some food that you, knew, you know where it came from. Turn off the halovision. And go outside and use your yard to grow some food. I can't hear you. Amen? People don't even know how to do that anymore. Right? Thank God we pivoted 2008. Remember 2008? When the whole economy crashed, we, had, we lost every donor over 100 bucks. We had nine building projects in three continents. No money. Every, I lost every donor. Bam, bam, bam. I know the Clyers. Raise your hand. Clyers been friends for many years. Lost almost every, every donor. Our kids were starving. And I said, Lord, what should I do? He said, don't ever be in this trap again. When you open up an orphanage, you have to have a farm or don't do it. Amen. And so when Honduras has been on lockdown since March, one person can leave their non-air-conditioned house every two weeks. They don't have food and they're starving in their own homes. But our orphanage didn't starve because we raise our own food. Amen. Amen. We have to pay for the workers to do the, the harvest, but, but we have food. I'm encouraging people. Look, I believe this could be a dry run and they could do it again. And how many of God's people got to be a little bit smarter? How many can say amen? Yeah. Um, bacon doesn't come from the store. It comes from a pig. Just want to let you know that. Amen? Amen. Right? Uh, I was talking to some, you know, yeah, some younger people here. Do, do you know why the three little pigs left home? Did you ever read that growing up? The story of three little pigs? Do you know why they did? The, their father was a boar. <laughs> <sighs> you don't get that joke. That's, I found that in a kid's book. This is not a good thing. Okay, I'm going to pray for a guy in the back. How about the guy in the black shirt? Uh, kind of a nice, nicer tan. This guy right here talking to you. Black shirt. Yeah, you got gray. Yeah, you. Hurry up before the rapture. You don't want me to pray for you? Can I get the guy next to you? All right, you stand up. All right, come up here. Would you all put a hand on him? We're going to pray for him in Jesus' name. And so glad that you came. Would you all stretch forth your hands? Give him the prayer stare. Here we go. Are you ready? I am believing that from this day forward, you are called to be a great leader. That from this day forward, God, that nothing will hinder him. Nothing will stop him. I pray from this day forward, Lord, as he grows in his faith and he grows in declaring the word and he grows in Holy Spirit-filled confidence that no man, no woman will be able to stop stop him from achieving the quality of life you've called him to have. That he has a great destiny. I declare from this day forward a man of compassion and a man of love, a man who will travel, a man who should at least know at least two languages, if not three. 
I pray for a man to be a man of education and study, a man of wisdom like Daniel. I pray, God, he rises up amongst his peers, that people would see Jesus in him, that he'd be a man of solutions and answers. Give him an engineering mind to figure out problems and solve them. And give him a heart to bow before the Lord and give him all the glory for everything that's happened. The devil's tried to fight him, destroy him, and he has failed, and you are succeeding in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. What is your name? Francisco. Francisco. Where are you from? My family's from Honduras. But... Your family's from Honduras. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. How about this? Viva Honduras! Whatever. Okay, well, one person got that one. Okay. A couple points here. I'm looking at the time. Here we go. No one, verse 5, will be able to stand against you. I said, I love about your pastor. He's on fire. Amen? Fox and friends. Start sharing the gospel. That was the quickest I ever saw them get done with an interview. Okay, Pastor Steve, thanks for having me. We'll never have you come back. Yeah, you got a chance to preach in front of like 220 million people. So yeah, you know, maybe we'll get one shot. And he took the shot. That was amazing. The gospel. (laughs) I saw that thing like 10 times. Imagine somebody, I'll be on TV, I'll copy him. Anyway. And, and, and he, he stood up against your, you know, whatever you call that guy in Springfield that lives in Florida, too, and goes to Wisconsin for his farm. Yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah I remember his name. It doesn't matter what his name is. And, 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 and then you got the churches, the Romanian churches, standing up against the, the, the mayor of Chicago. I had to get her hair done. i got to get my hair done. You don't need it. I need to get my hair done. I'm the face of Chicago. That's scary. Right? <laughs> Stop it. I thought that too. Anyway, quit reading my thoughts. <laughs> and, 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 and these churches, we're having church anyway. Well, then we're towing your cars. So they found places to put their cars and they towed the neighbor's cars and they blame the church. <laughs> uh, are you, are you, is your tow okay? She stubbed your tow last night. Your tow okay? Good. If not, I was going to call a tow truck from Chicago <laughs> since they're not working today. <laughs> Anyway, come on. That was quick. That was quick. Okay. Yeah, Pastor Steve was like, I can't believe he said that. Okay, let's keep going here. This is my wife. She usually goes like, stop it. Okay. How many have had a little resistance? Raise your hand. Well, you know, we didn't have to fight the governor, but we had to fight, uh, I don't know, the Honduras government. One day we had 15 Fed cars come to our place. And we had the, the state come and, and we were falsely accused and... And um, how many been to Honduras? Raise your hand. They said our place was mean for kids. That we were money laundering. And I, I, I confess that I left a $20 bill in my pocket and I washed it. So bad about that. You know, stealing money. See, money is donations. And it's going to Honduras. I don't know how you call that stealing. But, and we had to fight the government. I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have like maybe hyperventilated or got mad or body slammed two or three people. But my wife was there. Now, she's only five foot tall, but she's a woman. And she's Hispanic. She, welcome to the city of refuge. Let me give you a tour. And so I gave the tour, and they heard all these false accusations. And they, they give the tour, and the federal government's coming against us. And she goes around the corner. This is a horrible, bad place for kids. We have, do, you, do you like our baptismal tank? Which of the three did you like the best? But anyways, um, and they walk around, and then all the little kids say, Mama Teresa! They all jumped out, like 15 little kids hugging Mama Teresa. Real bad woman, right? 
fed them snacks, like good healthy food, you know. And one of the, I guess one of the, the workers came up afterwards and said, hey, do you have any job openings? My nephew needs a job. <laughs> People are going to come against you. I had a person a couple years ago wrote a letter against me to the IRS, IR Satan, <laughs> the Infernal Revenue Service. We're battling them as we're battling the Honduras government. It all it comes. But how many know that God helped you guys? Say amen. 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 No one can stand up against you. No one. They will try. But how many read the back of the book and we win? Amen. Right? How many had death threats? The first prophecy I ever got, I was down in misery, Missouri, near St. Louis. I was 17 years old, just got saved. I was raised in a certain kind of church. I won't tell you which one. And um, <laughs> this lady walks up to me. I got a word from God for you. I went, whoa, from God? Really? He talks? Yeah. What's the word? I'm 17. Just been saved like one week. She said, you're going to be a martyr. All right. I get to be a martyr. What's a martyr? You're going to get killed for God. What? <laughs> and it almost happened. Okay, but, uh, three months later, I was in Colombia, um, and we were in the back of a pickup truck. Two missionaries and I was the youngest. And three other guys in the front part of the truck, um, there's three guys fighting and yelling and screaming at each other in Colombia. And, and the missionary said, start praying. They're talking about how they're going to kill us. And I went, oh, my gosh. I remembered the martyr prophecy. It's the only one I ever got. Okay. I went, oh, we need to pray. And I didn't know how to pray very much. But I said, you know, hey, Omer. No. And, uh, well, it's only prayer. And uh, started praying. And, 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 I, and I got a machete. I know I can be Tommy Rambo. I'm going to take one of them with me and get ahead in life. Uh, kind of like David. Anyway, and so... And I'm a little bit nervous. And, and oh, 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 no, okay, they're not going to kill us. Hallelujah. I'm not a martyr yet. Amen. But I, I, I could have been one. This, the, the devil wants to fight us. And so write this down. He fights us with fear. They're going to come and take you away. Ah, don't worry about it. They're looting Chicago. They're not arresting anybody. Anyway, back to the point. Well, at least you guys are. The point is this. We can't be afraid. How many can say amen? amen? And your church deserves a round of applause for not being afraid. Amen. And not being afraid to hug people. Amen. And shake their hands. They might have a germ on it. I have a lot of germs. I'm, from, I'm, I'm German. Are you really? They're good. Right? I like going fast. So, uh, I'm going to pray for that man right there. I think he's kind of a newer guy here. And he's an excavator guy. Talking to you. Come up here. No, you, sir, not her. You. (laughs) I I used to call it mostly guys because they're the first ones to run out of here when the service is over. (laughs) Stand by your man. It could be a song. Anybody else want to put a hand on him? How about you, black shirt guy? Come on, on, hyper Bob. All right, here you go. And... These kind of services are a little bit different, but you fit in. This man's a hard-working man. Can you imagine him going to Honduras on a mission trip? Yeah, yeah I just rent the machine. I'll just go ahead and clear out stuff, man. Shoulders, would go good. I know. He knows how to work. He's got a big heart, too. Can you imagine all the kids saying, Hi, how are you? Hola, come and stuff. Like, 
man, like 10 kids just gave me a hug. <laughs> I like to see him be the grandpa that spoils all the grandkids, loving on people, helping. I like to see you own a tractor yourself, a big tractor. So, God, I thank you for the heart. Retirement? No, you're just going to transition to helping people. The worst thing you can do is sit home, watch TV, or just go online and have hours of wasted time. This man is a worker. I like to see you buy a piece of property, clean it up, get it ready to sell, and flip the property. So, God, I pray that you anoint him and bless him. Let him be a leader in the church, too. Let him learn how to be an elder, a deacon, and serve and be a blessing. And your wife loves to volunteer you to do things you don't want to do. Isn't that the truth, sir? Don't say anything. Just go like, I think you're talking to me. So I pray she'll volunteer to work together. The church needs help, honey. Guess what? We're not working so late Monday night. Let's go help. Okay, great. Why not? Happy wife, happy life. So I pray for him to sing. A lot of guys don't want to sing. But you said in the Bible, sing many times to worship and know you. Thank you, Father God. You've given him strength. He's stronger than most guys in their 20s. God, you've blessed him with good health. You renewed his health and his life like the eagles. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Get, you have a passport? Nope. Well, how are you going to get to Honduras? Are you going to swim? Possibly. Possibly. No, don't swim. And don't drive. Give a hand. Take a boat. All right. Be strong. Say strong. Strong. And courageous. Say courageous. Courageous. <clears throat> My wife said to me one day, I like your muscles. I said, really, which ones? <laughs> I like your leg muscles the best. Will you go downstairs and get me some water? <laughs> so I'm almost 60. I dropped a little bit in my weight. So, you know, a year or two ago, most every gym I'd work out at, not bragging, giving all the glory to God, I can barely walk. Um, I'm usually the strongest guy in the gym, benching mid-300s, you know, in the gym, especially when I work out at Curves. <laughs> I pretty much can beat out every chick. Anyway, okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. Come on, friends. <laughs> be strong. Say, be strong. Be strong. How many here have ever met a strong woman? I'm just talking about muscles. I mean, strong. How many married men have a wife? <laughs> Want to qualify that? Okay. Anyway. And, and how many married a strong wife? Amen. How many guys ever messed up and your little wife told you how she felt? <laughs> With great, nice smack. Wow, that was good. She had her cereal, sugar smacks today. That was a new one. Anyway, actually, I felt bad. I, I, I stepped on a piece of cereal in your kitchen. Now I'm a cereal killer. <laughs> anyway, I set myself up for that one. Anyway, stop it. I'll try. It's so hard. You like my jokes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> be st- strong woman. Anyway. And, and, and one day, um, my, my wife did something. That, she's almost perfect like your wife. They must be related by different mothers. But anyway, um, and, and she did something. And she's really smart. But that one time, she just kind of dropped the ball just a, a tad bit on wisdom. And I kind of said that wasn't, I said that was dumb. Now, my wife has total self-control, reserved. We have a conference. She's very professional. But... I walk, saw her walk in. She is not happy. How many men need to learn to read your wife's eyes? The window to her soul. What are you laughing at, Fuzzy? You know what I'm talking about. And she comes in like, oops, I'm going to get it. Now, she's professional. She doesn't make me look bad in front of people. Thank you. Appreciate that. But it's time to go to bed at night. She comes in. I'm trying to go to sleep. 
I'm just trying to fake it, but I, I had to move. And she's like, you're awake. <laughs> yes, I am. And she began to give me a sermon. How many married men have ever had a sermon from your bride? Don't raise your hand, just smile. And she's all like, now she's doing it quiet because we're in our, our retreat center. We don't want people to hear. Set the machine gun. And I'm just going, boy, you're beautiful. You just, when you're mad at me, you just, it brings out the more beauty in you. I'm mad at you. I said, I know you are. Keep going. I said, I admire you here. I can bench press three of you. You're, you know, my, your legs, my arms are bigger than your legs, and you're just telling me what to do. Like, what boldness you have. You're incredible. I mean, you're a foot shorter, and you're just telling me the way it is. Wow. And I got her to smile, and the problem was over. <laughs> now, she's, she's disagreeing. She's disagreeing. I can see that right now. You're going to get it. Don't go there. Okay. And I did. And, and I'll be sleeping over another night at your house. <laughs> okay. Say be strong. Be, strong. be, courageous. be courageous. Quit being a girly man. Right? I know you want to say this about pastors, but we're not being Facebooked, are we? No. Okay. Oh, yes, you are. Okay. Some people out there, borderline, you know what I mean. We talked about that last night, did we not? We talked about, you know, you know, you know, different between guys and girly guys. And you could be arrested. Uh, how many here have ever been to jail at least once? Raise your hand besides me. That's not a big deal. I was arrested in Polo, Illinois. Oh, yeah, Polo. Have you heard of Polo? Marco. Polo. Marco Polo. So I'm preaching at this church in Polo. And, and this, this lady backs into my car. I'm, like, I'm in my car, like, trying to get out of the way. She's backing up, and bang! It's a rental. It hurts. So I called, you know, the, 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 I called the police. They came. Sir, step outside. I said, okay. Put your hands behind your back. We're going to arrest you. I went, she ran into me. What happened is I had rented a Hertz car. They messed up the paperwork, and they didn't tell me. And I've been driving it for, like, two months illegally. It's overdue. Now, uh... Getting arrested is not... I went to Oregon. Have you been there? That's a great place. And you probably... To minister, sorry. Anyway, and I wear orange suit. I felt orange are happy. And, uh, you know, got my fingerprints. That was kind of fun. And then I went to the jail cell, and there's a guy next to me, and he has, like, you know, a tattoo of saints and devils. He's a schizophrenic Christian devil worshiper. That's exciting. And um, long story short, got a chance to witness to a bunch of people and prophesy. That's what you do if you go to jail. You just prophesy. Scare them. I scared everybody. Like, they said to me first when I walked in, uh, what are you in here for? Sh- woman abuse? I'm like, do I look like a wife beater to you? I'm in here for stealing a car. I mean, I didn't do it because I'm a preacher, but I spent the night in jail. Thank God I have a son that's an attorney. Hallelujah. He did the investigation. He got me out. Right? Right? And, uh, and so I got free. Of course, I didn't have a car to drive. <laughs> but I invested in a car dealership in Rockford, got a car, and he, he said, I'm going to sue you, so what are you going to do for my, my dad, Mr. Hertz Company? I got 15 uh, free months renting a car. I made $11,000 in jail legally. Uh-huh, yeah. So, so no one can stand against you. I can say hallelujah. Amen. Uh, they can try. All the days of your life. Sounds like a, a TV show in the morning. All the days of your life. Okay? So God is consistent. 
And this is the God that you sing about. And this is the God that you know. Amen. Okay, let me uh, drop you two more little quickie points. But we got to pray for somebody. And I'm going to pray for a lady, a lot of great ladies here for Jesus. And it's going to be that one right there. Second row. Yeah, you. If you don't like her, you're a moron. All right, stretch forth your hands. Let's pray for her. She's a walking miracle. That's right. I mean, in health, she's a walking miracle. That's right. She's defied what they've said. And I will walk in health. I will walk in divine health. Thank God you go to church like this or... Not sure if you'd be walking in by yourself, but God, we thank you for your anointing to serve. She's one of the best servants. She's never going to retire doing that. She's also a little bit prophetic. She can lay hands on the sick. Um, God, she should be on mission trips. Even she just loves the little kids. She can help handicap people. God, she, uh, when she walks in the church, it's like the Lawrence Welk, the old show. All the bubbles just start bubbling in Jesus' name. I thank that she sings, she worships, she hyper, hyperventilates, and religious people think she's crazy. She says, I can do that. I can be crazy. Mm. Crazy for Jesus. Amen. So thank God for her to intercede. Be one of the best intercessors to walk every street of this town, of yeah. Pearl City, of maybe Polo, these little towns around here, mm. uh, and, and believe God for revival and people to get saved. That's thank right. you she has a heart of adoption to disciple and train people in the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You will give her a hand. Amen. Woo-woo. Okay, I can only do one more point because I'm running out of time. All right, here we go. It says this, chapter 1, verse 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. So you may be careful to do everything in it, and you'll be prosperous, say prosperous, prosperous. and successful. I don't know why people fight this prosperity thing. It's really weird. Like they want to be poor or something. It's weird how people think. How many people say to me, are you one of those faith preachers? And I tried the doubting sermons, didn't get a lot out of it, to tell you the truth. I mean, how are you going to help orphans if you're poor? I mean, if nobody here gives money to the orphanage, we have to shut it down. I mean, if people wouldn't have kept giving, we would have shut that orphanage down the last week of March. Poor people help people maybe in counseling and prayer, but they can't help people economically if you're poor. I can't hear you. People say, well, God's going to write a check. I, 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 we get about a thousand checks a month. I've never had one signed by God. Uh, I, I, God doesn't put our little kids to bed at night. We do that. God doesn't plant the corn. We plant the corn. Our people plant the corn. God didn't build the buildings. We build the buildings. Does God help us? Sure he does. Does God give us energy, strength, resources, connections? Yep. Yes, all that stuff. But there's certain things God doesn't do. He doesn't write checks. He uses people. How I many of true? Amen. Now, he may feed you through ravens from Baltimore. Oh. Might happen every three years. No. Um, but he normally uses people like you and me. Right. He wants to prosper you so you can help people. Right? right? right. But people walk in here. Oh, my gosh. I, need to, I, I just met with a bunch of millionaires yesterday. You know what the offering was? Uh, what do you think? A couple millionaires? What was the offering? Close. Zero. Wow. They need to pray about it. Well, they prayed about it three months ago. They're still praying about it. So, so they're prospering, but they're not prospering with a purpose. Right. You need to prosper with a purpose. The purpose is to help people. The purpose is to bring the gospel. Amen. That's the purpose. You think God wants you poor? Read the Bible again. Right. He became poor, so you don't have to be. Amen. But it's to help people. Is our place nice in Honduras? Yes. We get criticized. Your place is too nice. Oh, not sorry. Not sorry. 
Because how you treat orphans is how you treat Jesus. When you let Jesus come to your house, oh, we don't have much room for you. You can sleep in the doghouse. Hey, have some cheese. I think it's blue cheese. I don't know. It was white. Now it's blue. Put it on your salad. Hope you don't die. Right? You want to bless. So when I come to their house, enchiladas, tortillas, cookies, was good. Okay, right. Nice bed, lots of pillows, hallelujah. Had towels to use. Thank you, Jesus. Didn't have to share one with my wife, hallelujah. Right? Right? Bless, they treat us at breakfast. How do we treat people? Is how we treat Jesus. If you're cheap with Jesus, you're cheap with, cheap with people, how do you think that makes him think? How many know he's blessed us? Say amen. amen. Get that poverty thinking out of your mind. Our kids aren't taught to be poor. Our kids are taught to prosper. If 72 kids, you can prosper. We want them not just to survive. We take them out of poverty. We take them out of dying, of not having food. But we want them to be nation shakers. Yes. Education takes money. In this country, you might not need college to succeed. In that country, if you don't have college, you won't probably succeed. Right? You've got to have it. And that costs money. Everything costs money. All money is is your time. If that offends you. You maybe have a problem with money. But how many here want to prosper so you can bless the kingdom? Say amen. amen. I hope you all become multimillionaires. How many can say hallelujah? hallelujah? So, Pastor, can you get that airplane? You'd be traveling, preaching in different places. Yeah, guys, got to leave at 11.45. Got to catch a flight. Got a meeting, you know, at 1.15 uh, in Louisville. Right? See? It's all possible. I want everybody bow your head, shut your eyes, get ready for the PowerPoint. I'm going to ask you a very important question. Are you ready to meet Jesus? God doesn't want anybody here to go to hell. The gospel, good news, Jesus died for you so you can go to heaven forever. But you have to give your life to Jesus. It's not a guaranteed, but you need to give your life to Jesus. If you need to do that, on the count of three, raise your hand. Maybe you need to come back to God. If you need to come back to Jesus, raise your hand on the count of three, as high as you can, and give your life to God if you need to. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can. Let me count the hands. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight awesome hands. Drop your hands. Put them on your heart. Everybody put them on your heart. Everybody pray this prayer. Everybody say, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, say his name, Jesus. Jesus. Son of God. God. The Messiah. Messiah. You died for me. me. You rose from the dead. You're coming again. again. I choose choose. to serve Jesus Jesus. every day day. for the rest of my life. life. I repent repent. and turn to God. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you gave your life to Jesus, get baptized, read the Bible, and tell somebody. Amen. We're going to go really fast around the world in about seven minutes. So here we go. Our vision is Luke chapter 19, verse 17. If you're faithful with five coins, you get ten what? Cities. Cities. Next. So we want to make ten impacts around the world. Here's some smaller impacts we've started. We bought a farm years ago in Uganda. Tap it. In Uganda, uh, we have a farm. And so um, a pastor actually copied our farm in Uganda and began to teach other pastors how to farm. And last year, he won Farmer of the Year in Uganda. He copied us. Amen. The president came to his farm. Tap it. In Liberia, tap it. The average salary, $400 a year. So in that country, we have 300 acres, girls and boys dorms, two schools, 23 churches and nine acres of rubber trees. And it's helping the country bounce back. 
Anybody here been to Wisconsin Dells? Okay, we just had a meeting yesterday. We had a farmer come up. It was a farmer in the Dells. And four million people a year go there. Well, they used to. Okay, hopefully not. And so our goal is to train evangelists. So I'm believing for your church to come up and take evangelists and preach the gospel next. And so we built this building a year ago. They're almost done with the electric and the plumbing. They'll be done in about two weeks. We're going to finish out some of the rooms. And we had a conference there yesterday. When we're not using it, it's seven minutes from downtown on the river. We're going to rent it out. And that's going to pay for the orphanage in Honduras six months a year. Amen. Tap it. Uh, in Hawaii, they bring little girls from Asia. And they sell them into sex trafficking. Um, there's not one safe house on the whole island. And so when they're done with them, they throw them in the lava pits. And so we've actually uh, got the land flattened. We're planting coffee trees. So when we get those growing, when the girls come, they'll have a job. And we'll be able to fund the safe house. Next. In Peru, next. Again, a little project. Um, we're building a medical clinic. The bottom two floors, we paid for the land. It'll be a medical clinic. The top two floors, we're going to rent out to tourists. Next. And next. And the tourists, you can see the background behind the excavator, the tourists will pay for the doctors. So everything we do, you got to understand, our for-profit pays for our non-profit, because I'm getting older. Next. Uh, in Belize. Next. Anybody been to Belize? Great Chris- Christmas song is Belize Navidad. So we built two safe houses and waiting for the government to give us permission to take in a year. Pray that God helps us break through the government um, to be able to open up those safe houses. Next. However, how many here came to Honduras again? Raise your hand. Thank you for coming. Amen. Tap it. Uh, in Honduras, you recognize we have 40 cows. Uh, milk is $6 a gallon. People make an average of 12 bucks a day. And so we raise our own milk. And uh, we just got our first black heifer uh, a couple weeks ago. So we're hoping to get uh, chocolate milk next. <laughs> we raise rabbits because they multiply like um, rabbits. And then we, we have we raise about 15 to 20,000 tilapia. Okay. And so they're not here because they're in school. Next. These are called what? Lawnmowers. Next. Okay. We had 40 baby pigs. Our pigs are producing. Next. We have six little pig barns. Six mama to 12 mama pigs and babies. But this big pig barn we just opened up has up to 400 pigs. Amen. So our goal is to have a thousand. Next. We have five farmhouses. Next. Because people steal. They came in last week, Pastor, and stole um, our solar panels and our pump. We lost $2,000. They're supposed to be in lockdown. I guess they should be locked up. Um, but we get a hundred dozen eggs a day, the number one protein in Honduras. Next. Uh, in uh, July, actually, sorry, last week we, op- we broke ground on a 3,000 hen barn. Next. Our kids actually work. We raise broilers, about 2,500 chickens every six weeks. Next. And we also raise avocados. Next. And we raise vegetables. Next. And we raise cucumbers. Next. And we raise guavas and mangoes. Anybody here like mangoes? Yes. Okay, be careful of them. They can fall on you and you could get, like, mangled. Um, next. So we have actually a thousand fruit trees. We raise our own corn and our own beans. Next. So when the lockdown happened, our kids didn't starve. We raise grass. Next. For our animals. We have a butcher shop. So we butcher all our own meat. Next. And we, when boys graduate, we don't kick them out. We say, boys, you either go to college, military, work in our furniture making store, or a welding shop. There's a college in, in Appleton, Wisconsin called Fox Valley. Their professor is starting a, a welding college on our, on our property. So we're building a welding school. And the first kid that signed up, his name is Elder, and he wants to be a welder. Next. Um, so here's our beauty shop for the girls. They go to college, beauty shop, work in the clothing store. Next. Um, here's our boys' dorms. Next. We have two of them. Here's our girls' orphanage. Next. 
Here's our little child nursery next for the little kids. And we finished a new girls' room. You guys are the first group to see our new orphanage next. Amen. And so we brought in 16 new girls next. Um, our big dorms, we just finished the ceiling last week. and be able to house up to 200 children. It's the biggest orphanage in Honduras next when it's done. Um, ceiling done next. Um, here's our multi-purpose building where people work in the offices next. And is our, anybody here like wrestling? So we have a wrestling match in Sioux City, Iowa next. Um, how many have heard of Fellowship of Christian Athletes? So their top guys from Kansas City came to our place and said, you have the nicest gym in the nation. Next. Um, a lady donated 40 pairs of hockey. You were there, right? When they had, and play, we played hockey. It was three to nothing. We lost. Next. The pastor was really good. He was really good. He's also good in soccer, too. So we have um, two soccer fields. My wife gets a kick out of it. Next. We teach goal setting. Um, maybe heard of Mike Huckabee, John Bevere, Lisa Bevere. I was down in Destin two weeks ago. And so that church sends doctors to our place. 25,000 people, one doctor. She works for us. Next. We have a volleyball court next. And we have a basketball court. And we're building a brand new one. Should be done in a couple months. Got delayed because of COVID. Next. Uh, we have a chapel in the mountains for preaching. Next. We have a mechanical shop. Our kids feel exhausted. Next. We have our own grocery store. We have a restaurant. We have a bakery. That girl there is from Freeport. And so we have 89 employees. We're the number one employer for 20,000 people. Next. Uh, here's the kids having fun during lockdown. Next. And we have apartments for four people. Next. Here's our hotel. Was the hotel nice people? Okay. We designed it for the princess and you. If those are really tough missionaries, you can sleep next to the pigs. Next. All right. It's a tough missionary. All right. This is our what? No, it's our baptismal tank. Right. Thank you, Pastor. You get sprinkled, dunked, or water slided. So people say, like, I need to have a pool. It's hot every day. Okay? And it's called play therapy. Kids play, kids get healed. Other orphanages come and use our place before they shut it down. Next. The country. We have a school, K, K, not K, K through 9. Next. And we have an art room next. Art heals the heart. Our kids are doing murals. And we take their other art and we sell it. And that's how we pay for their college next. Uh, kids play music next. Uh, music is instrumental to success next. Uh, they don't play video games. They play chess. They make them smart next. No cell phones. Uh, we have 18 kids, 16 girls, two boys that moved in the first of the year next. Um, farmhouses next. We built one about every three months until we had to shut down two months ago. Now we're back at it again next. There's no housing but from the government. Honduras, second poorest country, this side of the earth, next to Haiti, next. We have a college next for building high school. We have 160 kids in our school. We want to build a college. We've got four classrooms almost done. We're going to teach the Bible, agriculture, medical, computers, and business, next. Here's our kitchen, almost done now, next. And next. And our cook's apartment, next. So we build housing for people. And we have 72 kids. That might have been taken when you guys, I don't know if you're there or not, but next. Um, we had Olympics for Orphans in September. Our kids won 60% of the medals. Hallelujah. We were on national TV. Amen. For good that time. Next. Uh, we play hockey. Next. We love it. And uh, sports. Next. And next. And next. Our kids have fun. That's my wife, Dr. Teresa. Next. And here's our kids at the um, school. Next. And teachers. And some of our workers. Next. The guy on the right needs counseling and prayer. <laughs> At least they don't have the same shirt. Next. Uh, this is what our place looked like in 08. Next. And that's what it looks like today. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
none. And you guys, choirs, remember when I had nothing, right, way back. So somebody donated a church to us in northern Iowa, and we're building a safe house. So we're excited about that. I just signed the paperwork this week. So um, thank you so much. I'll be praying for more people afterwards. I'm not in a hurry to go. Uh, today we're going to Fort Dodge, so right down the road, about four hours. So I encourage you um, to, to thank you for giving to the orphanage. We appreciate that. Love to have you come on mission trips, but I'm available to pray for people afterwards. But, Pastor, you want to say something, and then I'll come up and call people out and pray for people until we get tired of waiting. All right. Thank you so much for sharing a few minutes with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of his precious, life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Pastor Steve Castle and Beloved Church, please visit us online at BelovedChurchIllinois.com or call us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is a place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. Beloved, you who are greatly loved by the Father, I pray, I desire above all things that you prosper and you experience divine health to the degree that you allow that to saturate and prosper your soul. I pray that you receive these words and they change every aspect of your life. I love you. I'll see you again soon. Thank you.